Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Now, these guys, these guys in episode five, these guys I recognize. Tim absolutely on his bullshit. Guy Montgomery egging him on. Just totally provoking my ramblings, but knowing exactly when to pull me back in. These are the guys. It only took five episodes, I feel like, for us to be just in full stride. And what's crazy to me is listening to this episode now, Guy and I could, I think, record the contents of this episode like today. That's what it sounds like to me. We are the same guys as the guys talking in this episode. And that should be depressing. Because you would think that you had evolved from a mid-twenties version of yourself. But I don't know if we have that much. And you want to know something? I'm not depressed about that. I'm not embarrassed. I think it's kind of lovely. I, don't, I can't exactly explain why, but there's something nice about the fact that we've... I don't, maybe it's that we just started off being true to ourselves. I think there's a lot of um, content if I can use that word, podcasts, uh, videos, whatever, things that people make and put out into the world where they sort of struggle to take the performance mask off and be themselves. And I think the nice thing about this is because we thought no one was listening, because we were just kind of doing it for ourselves and uh, a handful of mates who we thought might tune in, Guy and I aren't trying to prove anything. We never have tried to prove anything. So you, you, you've gotten the fellas for 10 years, unfiltered. And I think this episode is uh, complete evidence of that. <laughs> the boys calling themselves brave. Yes, of course. Tick, tick, tick. Um, I won't spoil it, but there is a particular comment uh, that I make in this episode, which is incredibly consequential. Uh, just an idea that I float that gets locked in. And um, I kind of knew that this would happen, actually, but uh, definitely me being a lot meaner to Guy Montgomery than uh, than he deserves or was warranted. Um, I thought that would happen upon these listen backs, and sure enough, uh, it did. So I guess this is an apology of sorts to Guy. He'll never hear this. Um, but it's good that it exists, isn't it, in some form. So I hope you enjoy it. Here's episode five. See you soon. 
Hello and welcome along to the worst idea of all time with me, Guy Montgomery. And myself, Tim Bat. This is week five as we engage with the worst idea of all time. What is that idea you say? Well, I'm so glad you asked. This is a podcast in which myself and Guy watch the movie Grown Ups 2 repetitively, once a week to be specific, and then we release a short podcast of about 20 or 25 minutes, um, talking about our feelings, our thoughts, and what we think of the movie week to week, and a little bit about ourselves as well, along the way. Occasionally, probably more and more as the, as the viewing sessions continue. Anyway, this was... Numero five. Numero cinco. Or as the French would say, cinq. Is yeah. that right? Un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq. 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 Have you ever been to France? No. Do you know how you spell cinq? No. C-I-N-Q. Do you know how to spell cinco? I reckon you could guess. It's pretty phonetic. C-I-N-C-O. You got it. You cracked it. Muy bien. I know that because there was an NFL player called Chad Johnson who wore number 85 and he legally changed his name by deed poll to Ocho Cinco. That's Which awesome. Is Spanish for 85, yeah. That's I think fantastic. he's in prison now. Okay. So, <laughs> Grown Ups 2, what a film. What a film this time. Um, Got to be honest, me and Guy mentally, but I was just looking over at him. Uh, we were on different couches. Usually we huddled uh, up on the same couch. Yeah, that's right. Usually we're sitting side by side today. I think there was, there was a definitely there was a change in atmosphere in yeah. the room. It was more chill. Uh, I think we checked out like, I, mentally quite early on in the piece. That's right. I, 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 I remember the whole movie, but yeah. I just wasn't like engaging with it as intensely as I have in previous weeks, which I think, as far as mental health is concerned, is a really sage piece of decision-making. Yeah, fuck yes. I mean, you... Can you imagine engaging with this film five times with full mental capacity? It'd be crippling. I don't think it's possible. Now, you were coming in, you were not in a great mood even before we watched the movie. I was fine. You were not, be honest, you I'm, were feeling a little bit blue. I was, I'm just, I'm tired is all, that's all. I've been up since 4.30am. Wow, what a better way hour. to celebrate making it 12 hours into a day. <laughs> not quite 12, what, 10 hours I guess it was. Yeah, uh, when we started. You know, a little bit of grown ups too. Now Tim, I mean what do you, what do you early on, you know, yeah. immediately right off the back of seeing the film for the fifth time, what are your takeaways, how are you feeling, what do you want to talk about this week? Um, I I did want to delve into some stuff. What was it? I wanted to talk about um, the party scene because we seemed we seem to skip over it a lot. There was something that we keep saying in the film that we keep forgetting to mention on the podcast, and you brought it up this week. I can't remember what it was. Well, and I said let's remember to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure did. Well, I sort of put the onus of remembering on you, which Shit. you have you have neglected. Ah, oh, dang it! Uh, I mean, uh, uh, no. We will sit here and remember what. You can't, this is horrible content for the actual... Sit and we'll get it. You know, this is like... Just stop talking if you're not remembering. I'm not going to remember. I'm having a great day. I went for a run. I feel, I feel, I mean, I feel like I'm getting... All right, let's run through the movie. So we've got a moose at the start. It's a, remember, it's a deer. Oh, yeah, Adam sorry, Sandler it's a deer. calls it a deer. That's right. We established this week that the thing at the start is a CGI deer because Adam Sandler calls it a deer. And what we've learned from watching this movie five times is always trust Adam Sandler, who wrote, produced, and starred in this film. Do you know, I never um, realised that they named... Uh, oh, fuck, I've forgotten his name. Like, one of the main... the, the, the David Spade's son. Higgins' son. Brayden. Brayden, yeah. Brayden Higgins. I, I, it took me the fifth watch to figure out that they'd given him a name. Look, but they actually say it quite a lot. In fairness, the the sheer number of characters being introduced means it's forgivable to forget. I mean, and even from week to week, to remember it one week and forget it the next week, that's okay too. Yeah, I can't... Do you think you could name five characters from this movie by their characters' names? Lenny Fader. Yeah. Played by Adam Sandler. Yeah. 
Higgins, who never gets a first name. Yeah, that's true. Donnie McKenzie is Chris Rock's son. Fuck off. How do you know that? Because I was I watched the credits twice. Oh, right. Uh, uh, I feel like you're cheating if you've watched the credits. Well, no, because I've already run out. Okay. So even then you can't name... Uh, no. Bumpty? Bumpty what? Bumpty? Yeah, Nick, you see, you the bus driver. How amazingly forgettable is this movie? We've seen it five times, and we can't name five characters out of approximately like the thirty characters that are in it. The thirty hundred. That's amazing, man. That's that's like that's a cinematic feat to make a film so bland and forgettable that you can't even grasp onto shit I, when you try. Yeah. There were I would there were sort of recurring there were moments. In today's viewing, which previously I've been happy to look past or just ignore yeah. as cinematic negligence or whatever, but today they they they, they irked me. Throw and they me ground specifics. Me. Throw me specifics, Monty. Uh, oh. Okay, here's the first one. When Adam Sandler <laughs> takes control of the school bus and does this uh, thing where he goes, what is it? He says, like, I'm your bus driver today. Oh, yes. And then does this dumb trumpet motion with his hands and makes his eyes It's more of a clarinet. Like, it's more of a clarinet motion. And yeah. sticks his tongue out. And it's just like, me and God were watching that today, and we've mentioned it in previous weeks, though not on the podcast, and just been like, that is some fucking lazy movie making right there. That is there. Adam Sandler, like, really, really mailing it in. That's Adam Sandler. I actually, I, I created the metaphor today. I said to Tim, this is Adam Sandler. This is what it's like when Adam Sandler is picking up his kids from school. Yes. And he's got no energy. He doesn't yes. want to be doing the task, but he's doing the task. And the kids get in the car and he's like, oh, I should try and be funny. And he half-heartedly, less than half-heartedly, I'd say he gave it about 22%, pretends to play a clarinet and do a silly face. Not that that's even like referencing something. It's not like if he fully committed to that gag, it would be any funnier because it wouldn't be. But just do it because you're making a movie, bruh. Like those few seconds of film that have made the final cut in the release and the, the version that we're watching, uh, how much would that equate to in terms of money? Like if you boil it all down to the promotion and the, the production budget and how much everyone spent getting run on board and all of that shit, and you divide that by the number of seconds in the film, it's pr- like that shit gag probably costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. So well, what I mean, the you gotta, fuck, Adam well, Sandler? So, so you got to respect Adam Sandler for putting himself in a position to, 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 to be that powerful. I actually had a specific request this week. Uh... People really enjoy your your theory or the excitement that you feel around sort of these movies with household names where they're all mailing it in uh, and, and the success that you feel they're guaranteed. Oh, yeah, 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 I totally. Mean, so, it's an account, it's, and, it's strange and, accounting practices and, in Hollywood. Yes, and in listening back to some of the podcasts, I feel like I haven't really necessarily pushed the right buttons mm. uh, to ask you exactly sort of the science behind the theory or why... why Exactly, uh, and I know you've sort of mentioned it in passing to me before. Is it such a sure thing that you put these four recognisable faces on a poster? Yeah, are people going to go to this movie? Well, I don't know the accounting like exactly. I, if I did, I probably wouldn't be doing a podcast where I have to watch the movie every single week. I would probably be making movies in Hollywood and be filthy, stinking rich. But I just know that when you you kind of like. Uh, there's all these weird ways that... Okay, I'll give you an example. And uh, fuck, I don't have this verbatim. Like, I wish I could Google this right now. No, 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 no. But it's something like, you know, the first two Star Wars movies still haven't made a profit or some shit like that because of the weird way that they do the accounting around it and the numbers. Like, they they can make anything a success or anything a failure, really, like, in terms of the taxable amount that the movie makes. 
So you look at sketchy. you look at the greatest flops of all time. What's that? Waterworld, maybe. Yeah, and uh, that Disney movie that came out, I think, uh, two years ago. What was that called? John Smith, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. Which is the fucking like literally the most boring name that I could think of for a movie, especially for kids. But, I mean, why why have why have Hollywood or the producers or execs behind these not willed these particular well, stinkers okay. to success? I guess there are limits to the theory that you can make anything, you know. Not yeah. tank, prevent it from tanking. And I'm not saying you can like invent a huge box office success, but I'm but saying I mean, like you can make a movie profitable. So do, do you think the movie needs to meet certain standards, or do you? No, I no, mean, no, not at all. I just mean like some. Okay, so the case of John Smith, like that movie just took an ass ton of money to make, and nobody saw it. So it's like you don't have enough places to hide the expenses. Like it's just that's always going to bankrupt a little yeah small studio that we know as Disney. So in Obviously, I mean, I'm asking you to, to sort of expand on your conspiracy. Or if, do we call it a conspiracy theory? Sure. There's, there's a little bit more than maybe maybe you've, you've researched for. I didn't tell you I didn't tell you coming in that I was going to be sort of hammering you like a bloody nail. But uh, where, where do they hide? Where do they hide the losses? Where do they find the profits? I mean, do you know anything about the margins? The there's sort of fine lot, print. There's a lot in there about franchising and stuff. Um, Pixar's Cars was one of their least successful movies as a film, but. Every single child in North America, obviously I'm using hyperbole, had that fucking backpack and that bedspread. And that so lunchbox. And that lunchbox. So therefore, the movie becomes an unbridled success. And now, I, I'm dubious about this film that costs... The franchise, from the franchise value uh, on grown ups Well, too. yeah, that's true. Who's buying a, <laughs> a grown-up Who, who wants to sleep? Who wants to buy their child a bedspread with Adam Sandler's creepy face plastered all he over He does have a creepy face, eh? You know Adam what? Sandler's got a yeah. creepy face. Do you reckon he's had work done? No, he, he hasn't had work done. That's his face. Look, and I've got to say, there were moments in today's movie when I turned to you and I said, that's some really real acting from Adam Sandler. Yeah. But mm. I did find his character more deplorable than the last four times today. So you're coming around. He yells at his kids. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Without any real prompt. And you still don't get where I'm coming from with the bully thing because Stone Cold Steve Austin arrives on the scene and it's kind of, they always like try to set up the fact that uh, Kavanaugh, who is Stone Cold, has been a real dick to him in the past, but I'm never getting that sense. I just get the sense that Adam Sandler, aka Lenny Fader, has just always kind of like slightly misread the situation, been really antagonistic and just been a bit of an asshole his whole life. Well, it's it's entirely possible. I, I mean, I suppose, I think what... When I saw Adam Sandler, I saw a flash of the real negative Adam Sandler. And I mean, I'm still, I still stand by the idea that Adam Sandler was with me through childhood. I'm still an Adam Sandler fan. But uh, it's when he's, when he's in Kmart, which they mentioned six times explicitly in, in, in the name of each film. That's how you fucking make this movie profitable. Right. Product placement. Uh, and... He, oh, it's Kevin. So he gets bullied because he used to. He never fought back to Stone Cold Steve Austin in intermediate school or whatever. Yes. And he falls off this exercise machine. Yes. And then Kevin James shows up and is laughing at him, saying, "Gotcha." Yes. He goes, and he sort of turns on him. You know, yeah, because he, he tricks. Oh me yeah, you weren't so tough, and you know, you were so tough. You never jumped off the big thirty-five yeah, no, foot no, drop at the waterhole. But you can on. see in his eyes, there's a, there's some realism there. There's there, you can see you can see the the evil part of Adam Sandler sort of flare, flaring up, and it's probably one of the strongest pieces of acting in the in the movie. That and maybe when he yells at his daughter, who's tiny <laughs> and just this adorable little girl, he just repetitively yells at her. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, um, I want to take a step back because we are getting fucking deep into this movie. Like concerningly yeah, yeah, deep. Yeah. Too deep. What have you got for me? I want to read you a customer review of our podcast. Did you read this? No. Someone wrote us a review on iTunes. That's, this is it. That's very flattering. Well, you haven't heard it yet, but it actually is. It's amazing. An important podcast about an important film. This podcast is good enough. I don't like your tone. <laughs> They're being mean. They're sarcastic. I don't think they are. I'll read it different. This podcast <laughs> is good enough that I would even listen if they rev- reviewed a movie other than Grown Ups 2. <laughs> when Guy and Tim failed to talk about Rob Schneider's hot daughter turning up and the game of bow and arrow roulette, I realised to my embarrassment that I've actually seen the first Grown Ups. <laughs> Superlative podcast reviewing. Five stars from G Doggy. G Doggy, thank you. It sounds like at the end there, G Doggy's reviewing G Doggy's review. More than yeah, the actual does, podcast. Eh? That's meta. I gotta say, uh, I actually got uh, 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 someone wrote on my wall on Facebook, which is a hell of a piece of social media. I gotta say, just from Dob One. You can't just review everything now, man. I'm not. You like, can't just review Facebook. That's, that's well. I mean, but if stupid. I was, I would say things like it's 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 incredibly Moorish. What I am gonna say to you, Tim Bat, is that the review was from a, a man named Todd. Mm. Who, who's been listening to the podcast and for whatever reason, despite our, our suggestion not to watch the film, he watched the film. Oh no, what did Todd and think? He said... What's he done? I appreciate you have to suffer for your art, mm. but for the love of God, man, are you okay? Why are you doing this? Man, we got to do one year. we got to do a year. I'm so into the idea of 52. us watching 52 times. I think 52 is certainly, so certainly the maximum amount of times. Um, so I mean to to to, Some to other Todd, to Todd who up. might be listening. Oh yeah. Uh, you know what, Todd? I mean, I think that sort of question is the beauty of, of the podcast and why it's happening is is we don't know why we're doing it, and and we're certainly not enjoying it. There was a real sense of dread in the car on the way to the house today. Mm. We arrived in the house. Tim Bat sort of turned his back on the couch and sort of faced the the back of the couch as though he was terrified to look at the TV. I mean, morale is low. Anyway, you got some tweets you want to share? Well, only one, actually. I thought I had a whole bunch. It turns out I've only got one. It's just from Alice. She said, why do you keep starting the week with this torture? And in fairness to Alice, we took that feedback on board. And usually we've been watching at 9 o'clock on a Monday each week. Uh, whereas today you'll find that we, that we watched it sort of around 2.30. Mm. So That was out of necessity, though. That wasn't a choice that we made. No. No. But, I so mean, I actually got, I, I got some stuff. I went for this run I was telling you about. You know, I mean, I sort of started off the day. I was in a in a good mood, feeling positive. 
Hey, I've also... I'm just searching through my tweets now. I've not only tuned out to the movie, I've tuned out to your droning. Did you... You said speaking, in a... Speaking, it's pronounced speaking. Sure. You, you, saw, you said, Guy, in a, um, an interview that you did recently, to sit through this movie week after week is probably the bravest thing I've done. Uh, true, true or false? Well, obviously, the, the, it's, obviously it's, it's a true, because I've got the article yeah, yeah. right here on my phone. It's a reasonably transparent plug that <laughs> I, I placed in an interview that I don't even know if anyone read. But uh, I, I, do, I do genuinely think that, you know, I've, I've taken up running before. I've done push-ups in the morning before. I've done various different things which I don't enjoy, mm. but I do because I understand that there's a, there's, you know, it's for the greater good. Do you feel the same way about this podcast, I though? Do, do you I, think there's a benefit and a payoff? I do feel that doing this... I don't feel there's a benefit or a payoff, which is why I think I qualified it as one of the bravest things I've done, is because we are valiantly sort of dragging ourselves into this room week after week with no, no visible end game, no light at the end of the tunnel, no redeeming quality. And frankly, I don't know the numbers on this thing, but I, I still don't know that anyone is or would listen to oh, this. It's not, you know, it's not enough. It's not, well, you wouldn't <laughs> it's describe not it, enough to justify doing it. wouldn't describe it as, as a glamorous um, sort of to, behind the scenes look. To paraphrase what you just said using your own words, this is from the, the same interview, which you appear to have done with some online zine or something of that nature. Coup de main. Uh, if, anyone, if anyone, you know, better give them Who a Who would play. even know how to spell that? It's French, like sonk. The question asked was, what is the most heroic thing that you've ever done? Guy's response... I didn't, first of all, guys just response, before you respond, I didn't like the question because I haven't done much. Guy's response. It's actually an ongoing thing that involves a very subjective interpretation of the word heroic. I'm currently involved in a social experiment slash podcast with a friend called Tim Bat. That's nice that you called me a friend. In which we watch and discuss Grown Ups 2 once a week. Anyone who has sat through Grown Ups 2 once is already a hero in my eyes. But to sit through this movie week after week is probably the bravest thing I've done. If against all odds this sounds like the sort of abomination you'd like to listen to, the podcast is called The Worst Idea of All Time, and then you've provided a link. Yeah. So you re- you can't, you like, you rate what we're doing. That's the feeling I get. I don't rate what I'm doing. I just didn't have, I didn't have anything heroic in my back catalogue of actions, and I freaked out, and I thought, how can I, how can I work this? So I plugged a podcast that we do. Now it's, so, time. I that now, it's time. now it's time for the worst idea of all time, Shining Light. What was your, your favourite uh, shining well, moment my in the shine, today? My shining light today, Tim, was Selma Hayek, Adam Sandler's wife, Mrs. Fader. I'm sure we hear her name at some point, but I don't remember it. Uh, she, Shit. She's, we should definitely know her name by this stage. She is leaving the house. Mm. Her, oh, yeah. her kids are hanging out at the bottom of the driveway, getting ready to go to school, and Adam Sandler's hanging out with his children mm. in sort of a rare display of competent parenting from the man. And uh, she's she's actually going the other way. She's driving to work. She's not taking her kids to school. Even but, though they're leaving at the exact same time. And they're going in exactly the same direction because it's a small town. Anyway, she leans out the car window and she says, Have the best last day of school ever, my glorious children. I love you all. Uh, and it's sort of, I don't know why I like it so much. You think Guy's embellishing that delivery, and he's not. Yeah, she That's actually doesn't stumble it. over it in the middle like I did. But there's something about it. It happens every week, and I guess the absurdity of the yelling and the fact that she's sort of wishing this positivity on her children while neglecting them so blatantly, mm. it's sort of, it's, it's an exciting and interesting paradox. 
and the way I'm talking about this ridiculous moment in this ridiculous film tells me that we are certainly on track to lose our minds. Oh, yeah, we're going deep. We're going deep on this one, boy. I can't even think of a redeeming moment of the film for me today. Surely, come on, Tim. Not to say that it was so awful. It was just, I, I, I think I'm putting up walls now. I think I'm putting up mental blockades so that I don't get too You were, I've got to say, I was, I was disappointed by your, your contribution as a viewer of the movie today. What are you talking about? I, gotta, I felt like you were checked out. Uh, well, listen, man. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. I you actually you... went for a piss, and I didn't pause it. I said you can pause it if you want. I know you. And what I you, know what and you what said. Did you say? I and know what, what did you said. said. I said it stays on. Yeah, no, you didn't I say it stays on. I said the movie keeps going. No, you didn't say either of those I things. I say you said, I'm we not... must continue. <laughs> no, you said I'm not going to pause it. <laughs> I think my favourite part of the fifth viewing of Grown Ups 2 today um, would have... Shit, I don't know, man. I really... Uh, fuck. Do you know what I liked? I liked how genuinely vacant Kevin James's child appears to be. I don't think it's acting. I think they've you know just what? found you know what? some dumb you know what? kids. This is transparent from you. I know you just—you didn't even enjoy any moment of the movie this week. No, you're no, just no, making, there were bits. Just, no, you see, you're making this up because we talked during the movie about how... St- that overcooked the stupidness of the character. No, you said that. It and was you, a comment you agreed. Your eyes agreed with me. <laughs> they they, they laboured the point. We get it. Kevin James's kid is stupid. You did not. That is not. I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I, I shouldn't attack your shining light. But I'm. I'm saying. You know. This is why I think you need to focus a little harder next week, Tim. Do you know what's a weird bit of the movie when uh, they're at the party and a dog is doing a beer bong? <laughs> So glad you brought it up. Assisted I'm, by a human, it's not like the dog. Just do you know who the human itself. is? Do you know who the lady feeding the dog the beer bong is? Who? You know when they're coming out of Kmart and yeah. there's a woman with four children pushing a trolley towards the mall. Oh yeah, and they go on about how awful and she goes have and she kids. goes, "I wish I never had you." Yeah, that is the same character who feeds the dog the beer bong at the party. How in God's name did you figure that out? Because I'm going. Can gotta, you see? I, I thought gotta, you just saw the dog. I got a memory. You see her. You see the lady. It starts off the shot. God, see if you paid any attention, you would know what I'm talking about. The shot starts on her pouring a beer into a beer bong, and you think, "Ah, oh, hey, hopefully she's feeding it to Frank the Tank from Old School." And this movie has one redeeming feature. Yeah. But no, the camera pans down, and she's feeding it to a dog, and she says something like, "Take it, you animal." And it's the lady from the from the car park. See, it's moments like that which are so unsettling because you go, okay, I, I get it. You're trying to like make a goof, make a funny, make a little gag in the movie there. You don't understand that this is abuse. That's, like this is a, an no. evil See, thing but they're, to do to they're thinking beyond that. They're thinking as the stand-up comics. I think Kevin James is a history in stand-up. The yeah. thing is the yeah, comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a this is a callback. This is a classic callback. When is the and dog it's a, drinking? It's a, it's a buried... No, it's not the dog. It's the recurring character. It's a buried treasure for those of us who watch the movie five no, times what? and pay attention in the yeah, fifth viewing, Tim. Shut up. And you're lucky I even shared that with you. I should have kept it myself, gone home and, and thought about it in private. Are you done? What is the callback to? <laughs> the character. It's like it's a treat. Then just have her at it's the a fucking treat. party. It's a treat to have a recurring character in the movie. She doesn't need to throw a beer down a canine's throat. She That's... doesn't throw the beer. She pours the beer. She pours the beer the down The dog beer looks bong. like it enjoys the beer bong. Let's go home. Do you reckon this, this will just... I think it's getting better, if anything. <laughs> um, hey, something else I want to mention briefly. 
Uh, you insisted be... on doing a little bit of drinking through this one. You insisted on having two beers, and I I tried to say no. Yeah, look, I just I just idea. thought to myself, huh, what is it? One hour forty minutes, hundred and one yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Your theory is to stay good enough to drive well, is like good enough to podcast, which I can. It's got its merits, but I just think what we need to do because if we're really going to commit to this for fifty two weeks, guy, we've got to have interesting elements brought in each time, and so like we can't just go blowing our load at episode five with introducing. I beers. hardly think drinking two beers during the fifth viewing is is what what we would constitute is blowing our load on the fifth watch, all right? All I'm saying is it's a beautiful day. You know, I, I, I was feeling a little blue about watching the podcast. I thought, what's a little, I mean, what is, what is just, how much do we want to torture ourselves? And obviously a lot because we're doing it every week. But I mean, what's wrong with having two beers during the movie? I feel like we, yeah, okay. I think I stand by the decision. Okay. Look, Tim... You know, you're a great guy, um, hell of a guy. I got, I got to be honest. You know, there's a lot of stuff you do I respect, but the way the way you behave today was unprofessional, and I don't think I can be in the same room as you for much longer. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take your feedback on board, quickly ignore it, come back next week, the same attitude, <laughs> do the exact same thing again, and we'll see what you get. All right, we'll see what you get. Uh, also, this week. We're going to set up a Facebook page, worst idea of all time, uh, and and I mean to to people like Todd who watch the movie, I would quite like to incorporate a feedback segment or a sort of so we'll we'll get the page set up. If you like the podcast, like the page, and uh, and, and we'll be able to take your feedback, ideas, everything on board. Or people like that person whose name I forget. Um, if you just listen to the podcast, G Doggy, then uh, review send us a iTunes. review of our review podcast. Yeah, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, is we need you. We need you at this point. Yeah, you can hear it's getting hostile in the studio. <laughs> it's getting massively hostile. So anyway, uh, like the Facebook page, worst idea of all time. As always, don't watch the movie. Uh, my can't name stress that enough. Can't stress that enough. Don't watch the movie. Don't watch the movie. We'll do that for you. My name's Guy Montgomery. I'm Tim Bat. Now go forth and prosper. <laughs>